Well, I tried to get us to pick like five more songs, <laughs> but you know, um, just remember that um, we do have the baskets in the back for your tithes and operate operations. I'm a nurse, so forgive me. <laughs> tithes and offerings. Um, they're in the back, you know, not only is it, you know, giving back to what the bounties that God has given you, but I mean, that's also your time and the things that you do. Um, if you're wanting to know what you can do for journey, just get with us. And there's plenty of opportunities to serve. Um, so somebody can learn how to make coffee because I don't know how to make coffee. And everyone I asked that walked to, nobody knows how to make coffee. So do we have coffee? We don't, we, we need somebody that knows how to make coffee. Coffee is important. Okay. <laughs> So somebody before second service, buy me some coffee. Um, anyway, that's where your ties and your offerings go to buy coffee. Just kidding. All right. So anyway, I, being the pastor's wife, I'm always like, yeah, I've always got something in my back pocket just in case something crazy happens, but nothing ever really crazy happens to Philip because he's just, he does good at everything and he's never sick. He's never, I mean, I don't know. He's just, I think he's pretty awesome. But, um, this morning when he, he woke up at five, I was like, there's no way. I mean, he, he couldn't hardly even sit up. He couldn't lay down. It was just, it was miserable. Um, so please be praying for him and praying that we will find a doctor that will give us the right answers. Um, we don't necessarily want to do surgery, but I also don't want him living in pain every day. And so um, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. So what's God placed on my heart over the past few months is really, Looking at our world, I mean, a lot of the things that Philip's talking about is definitely weighing heavily on my heart. You know, our world is is a world that I didn't know two years ago. I mean, I, we looked at a little picture of Will, and we had a little puppy. Um, that It was the spring break before the storm. And we were living our best life. We were out in the Llano River, and Will and Mace were running around. Um, Will was a year and a half old. Um loving that puppy and having so much fun. And then you come back and everything shut down. It was I mean, just surreal. I mean, just think about that. I mean, that's just two years ago, not even two years ago at this time right now. Right now, we might've been hearing rumblings that there was an illness in China that we were concerned about. And this is about the time that Trump shut down travel. And I remember that because I was about to go to Vegas for our work trip. And I was like, man, that'll make Vegas a little bit different because it's Chinese New Year. So it's always really very well. Um, there's a lot of people there during that time. So, um, and it wasn't, there wasn't hardly anyone there. It was, it was again, it was just a weird feeling. Um, so I, my thought is this perception. Um, I think sometimes we allow the world to happen to us instead of allowing God to work through us. Um, to me, there's a huge difference between the two. You're going to have bad things happen. There's nothing we can do about them. Um, they're going to happen, but God has given us so many promises through his book. We just have to go and look for them. And so I'm going to read a passage. It's kind of long and I tried to break it apart, but in my 15 minutes of planning, I couldn't figure it all out how to make it sound good. So I'm going to read the whole thing and then we're going to kind of dive through it. Um, it's in John, it's chapter 16. I'm going to start in verse 16 and read through 33. And this is when um, the disciples are kind of beginning to grieve what they thought was going to happen, 
because they had a plan. They had the plan that they were following the new king and they were looking at all going to be seated in the, you know, the new kingdom and they're going to have, have these great jobs. And th- that's where their eyes were when they thought that they were serving the king. And that's not how it was going to turn. So it says, Jesus went on. Oh, she, I think I told Reese, I said, if you could please get the words up there. <laughs> I'm f- over 40. And uh, this is, I don't know how Philip reads that. All right. So I'm going to read from up here. Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. Then, after a while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more? And then, after a while, you will see me. Because I'm going, and because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We understand what he is saying. Jesus uh, saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, your father, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the father on your behalf. No, the father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I am, I came from God. I came from the father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the father. Then Jesus's disciple said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that we, you know all the things that you do not even need to have anyone ask your questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And that verse has been my sanctuary verse when life has given me more grief than I think I can bear. That's what I cling to is that it doesn't matter all the things that have happened, that God already overcame it all. Now we're going to have to work through it. But God overcomes. You know, I, I don't know how many of you kind of know my story. Um, we have some new people. Um, when I was a brand spanking new mom, like really brand new mama, when I had my daughter Kaylee, um, my mom was there. She'd been battling brain cancer for two years, um, and she wasn't doing well. And I'd beg my doctor to take Kaylee early so that my mom could be with her. He's like, no, I can't do that. 
Um, so my mom was the first person who got to hold Kaylee, which was precious. I begged my dad to let her come home with me, but they weren't telling me everything that was going on, knowing that I'm about to have a baby. And, uh, so the day that I brought my baby home, my mom went into the hospital and never came back home again. Um, she went on hospice and then Kaylee's would sleep in the hospice in the hospital in the in the hospice floor. They had drawers and we would make a bed for Kaylee in the drawers and she would sleep there for the first six weeks of her life. And it was, you know, it was beautiful that I was able to be there. I was able to do my nursing school. So all was at the same hospital. So, so many blessings in that opportunity, but it was hard. It was hard to be a brand new mom and want to ask all the mom questions and not have a mom. I still struggle with that. There are things that I want to ask my mom that I have no one to ask. 15 years later, we were here. Um, we were doing some, this was before we had a building. Um, we had, I don't, I'm trying to think. We were having a Bible study at our house. Um, it was one of our kickoff Bible studies. We had all these people at our house. Um, and I get a call from my dad. And my dad said, what are you doing? I said, well, I have, you know, we're having church at the house. It's wonderful. Life is good. You know, what are y'all doing? It's like, we're at the hospital and they think Christy has a brain tumor. Talk about your world just closing in around you. I was like, but, but she's 35. How is, how is this happening? And I remember gathering all my clothes. I mean, I had, I mean, my backpack, it was just, or my suitcase was ridiculous. I had dresses like I was going to work, but I was going to the hospital. It was just crazy. And my dad called me back and said, no, you don't need to come right now. They're going to send her home and we're going to figure some things out. And so, um, Christy, um, fought hard for 29 months until she lost her battle with brain tumor as well. And so then, you know, you just keep living your life and things are good. And, and then, um, my kids had gone with my dad and my stepmom to the Frio, not last summer, but the summer before 11 grandchildren he took, they took to the Frio. I mean, they've lost their ever loving minds, (laughs) but I mean, that just tells you like the health that he was in. And then I get a call on my way to work that my dad has had a massive heart attack and didn't make it. Talk about your world stopping on its axis. And really the one thing that you want to do is you just want to curl up inside your bed and say, I'm done with this world. You've taken everything from me. I'm done. But then I have to come back to here and remember what he said. He said, I'm with you. He said, I've already overcome all of this darkness. I'm the victor. And I I have now grown to have an overwhelming peace about where God wants me to go. I feel very strongly that um, God has a plan for, for my family for, um, for me to be an encouragement because loss is awful. So if loss comes from love, if you, if you love something, 
you know, that's when you experience that extreme loss, but that can be from, I mean, more than just a death. It can be from a divorce. It can be from loss of a job. It can be a loss of circumstance. You know, when you, when you have security and safety in something and you lose it, you feel that grief, but those are all things. And that's what we have to remember is that we can build up all the things. We can do all the things. We can say all the right things. We can get the right job. We can do all the right things, but we have to make sure we're putting our hope in Jesus Christ. Um, and so, I mean, so much of it is about how we perceive things. I mean, I can perceive that all of that happened to me and I could be a victim. And there are days that I'm like, I am a victim. I, I deserve it. Give me all of the, I don't even know what, you know, cry for me days that's not going to serve anyone's purpose. And so I I really feel that, that God has given me insight into the fact that this world is beautiful, that my family, although I can't see them anymore, there's so much more with me in my heart than even if they were still on the earth. I mean, I do things that my dad would do. I do things that my sister would do. I see my kids do things that they would do. And I'm like, oh, that's so your papa. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a good feeling and it's a good thing. It's a good thing to remember. Um, but that's the, that's the verse that I've, I've held strongly to for more than just, I mean, this, I mean, that probably became in, came into my heart after mom passed away. Um, Man, that was, I mean, it was, I, I hadn't lost anybody until I lost my mom. Um, so that was, that was just a complete, you know, slap to my face. I had no idea how to do any of this. I was in my last semester of nursing school. I had a brand new baby. I didn't know what to do with, um, who, who didn't like bottles, who didn't like cars. I mean, it was and the next time I didn't even pray for a healthy baby. I just prayed for a baby that didn't cry. Um, <laughs> Because Kaylee cried. She was a queen of cry. But again, it's all about perception. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I feel really strongly that, you know, there's this, it's not pretty out there right now. We're going to walk out these doors and who knows what's going on in our world. We have two crazy countries wanting to attack other countries right now. It, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea but I'm just going to choose to take hope in the fact that he says, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble. It's, it's not a, you might, a maybe, no, it's, it's very definitive. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so that's the truth that God was bringing to me this morning when, you know, I'm seeing the person that I love and adore more than anything in so much pain and not being able to do something for them is that I I just prayed over him as he was laying there and just said, God, you have the right people. You will find the right answer. You're going to make this right. And I promise you, if I'd let him come today, he'd be up here smiling I'm preaching to you a great message, but I, I did put my finger down, <laughs> my foot down, whatever. 
And uh, I said, no, God's got something for us this morning. And he wants you to stay in bed. So we're going to 